Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Jordy Paul. Welcome to episode 104. We have been to the cinema to watch Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. In our Something to Scream About, we will be talking about our horror movies and twists. And also our movie from the vault is Seven that Jewelry Paul pulled out the bag from the last episode. How you doing, guys? You right? Yeah, man. David Fincher's seven. <laughs> Let's see some fucking knives on cocks tonight, lads. Knives on cocks, please. <laughs> I've worn mine as a special... Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm great, mate. Yeah, all good. Jesus Christ. Been a um, good couple of weeks. I've actually... I've, I've got some stuff to bring to the table that I'm excited about. I'm actually excited to talk about some stuff. Um, so, I'm going to just quickly pop onto my uh, Letterboxd. Um, if anyone wants to join me on Letterboxd, I am Butcher, D-O-L-B. Uh, anyway, so, apart from... Uh, I watched a n- movie on Netflix, which is from 2020, and it's called um, Spontaneous. don't know if you boys have seen it. No. Nope. Nope. And if you haven't, I, I didn't even, this one came out of nowhere, and the, the poster is really shit, and it looks like some weird, like, kind of shitty rom-com. But honestly, the the plot of this is quite simple. Um, it's a coming-of-age movie where, a sc- in a school, randomly, um, the students start spontaneously combusting. Mm. Uh, and honestly, it is quirky, funny, kind of um, semi-narrated by... Um, the uh, lovely lady, lovely girl from, um, f- uh, was it 13 Reasons Why? Um, I can't remember her name for the life of me. I'll just look up her. Catherine Langford, of name is, but she's fantastic in it. She's, she's the main sort of, uh, draw to this movie. Um, I mean, it is just such a interesting movie. We've got lots of, and it doesn't hold back on the blood and gore. That's the one thing I was really, really surprised at this one. It has to be seen to be believed. And it's only from 2020. So I don't know why, how, how we missed this one, Matt. But it's, well, for whatever reason, it's popped up on Netflix and I would not be surprised to see this one all the top, all over the top 10 as it sort of gets people start sort of discovering it. Really good one. Um, I then oh. went on to watch this fucking batshit. Um, was it German? I think it was German. It was subtitled. I think it was German. And it's called Blew My Mind. It's one of those random ones, which I thought, would, you know, like I've been watching some shit like, you know, that uh, Easter Bunny. I thought it was going to be something stupid. But again, I was on the coming of age. Easter trip. Bunny. Easter Bunny. Yeah. Coming of age trip. Um, and it's only 97 minutes long. Directed by Lisa Brolman. Um, well, German. But it's basically this another coming of age movie where... So someone's bo- there's body there's pod body changing happening throughout this one it's got a sort of you know remember that film 13 matt uh, 13. Was like she was young 13 she was 13 she got piercings it was like one of the angst ones from like the late uh 90s and stuff like that i don't think i've seen that right so think mate honestly just think down the line of like um kids remember that you remember you remember kids right yeah that's messed up yeah so think along the lines of that Mm. Um, where, but someone's body is going through some very interesting changes. Um, it's got some really interesting body horror in this one, really like sort of Cronenberg esque. I don't know how they pulled this one off, but it is. It, I, and I would put it 
because it's not like an out and out horror. It is more of a kid, a sort of coming of age drama. However, because of the stuff that's actually happening alongside it, you can easily just stack it up to something like Detain and stuff like that. It's from 2017, so it's not like a new, new one. Definitely going worth a watch. It's called Blue, uh, Blue My Mind, as in Blue, B-L-U-E. It blew your mind. Blew my mind. Weird, but weird and wonderful movie. Really, really good. Well, I, I went down a bit of a little a mini rabbit hole with uh, Exorcism. <laughs> um, and I also I should, do, I should do. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I uh, randomly just stuck on um, The Right with Anthony Ooh. Hopkins. In. Um, I, don't, I haven't seen that one. It rhymes with a, a word I'm going to use to review it. Shite. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went to cinema. Are you sure, Paul? I think we went to cinema and watched this. I think if you remember rightly. Oh, I might have blocked that one then. Yeah, that... it's not, not very good. And it's got, Anthony Hopkins is really hammy in it. Like, really hammy in it. And he's, he, spoilers, he gets a bit possessed. But uh, it's, yeah, it's not great. I remember, yeah. like, the ending being proper shit. And that's yeah. what more angry than anything. It just it's a film that thinks it's scary and it's just not at all. And then uh, the other night it was just on the TV randomly and I I thought I'd seen it before but it turns out I'd obviously watched the other one. Um, I watched Exorcist: The Beginning. I've got the see, I've got the five part um, DVD and do you know what I still have only watched the first, the main one. I still haven't gone through it yet. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I'd said before but I I had obviously watched Dominion, which is the other Exorcist prequel. Um, but I. Yeah, it was just, again, just a bit crap. There was a couple of, like, nasty bits in it, and there was a couple of jump scares that were worth it. But, yeah, the rest of the film was a bit shit. And, uh, yeah, so that was my two films. <laughs> Not great, but basically I watched some horror. Mm, cool. I, I didn't watch lots of horror, really, but I did watch, managed to catch um, on Amazon Prime that Diabolical, the, the animated kind of boys thing. Yeah, have you watched it all now? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's, I thought it was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. again, like, a lot like Love, um, like Love, Death and Robots is out the twentieth tomorrow. So recording yeah, on Friday, yeah, okay. yeah, tomorrow. So hopefully, be able to watch that. But yeah, remind me of that in like the in a but from a good way. It's fucking, it's fucking great. Some yeah, of, it's good. Hmm. That that's really all I've watched. I think horror wise, really. Well, we could mention the fact that we did go and watch Firestarter last night. I don't know if we want to talk about it. I think Men is out before we do the next podcast, so I don't know if we're going to be doing that as a, a full review. But maybe we'll talk about it next time. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Should we get on to some news then? Yes. I want to go first this time. Cause oh, I've been getting, I've been really? Getting, well, I've been getting I think I keep stealing Paul's news, so... <laughs> You yeah. go for <laughs> Yes. Hang on. I wish I was ready. Fuck you, guys. Professional as ever. Egypt. Well, I've only got two bits. Okay. Um, bit of Scream 6 news is what I've got. Oh. Um, two bits, actually. One, uh, Hayden Panettiere is uh, rekindling her role as Kirby, who was in Scream 4, wasn't she? I don't know if she thought she died. Obviously, she didn't. Maybe she didn't. I don't know what happened. But Kirby... Just, just a little Matt's fact on that. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and if you watch the new Scream movie, uh, when they're scrolling through something like Instagram or something like that, there's a little blurb that says, um, 
Kirby, um, survivor of Scream Massacre, talks about her dilemma or something like that or whatever. Um, and if you look really closely, that's obviously a nod to the, the fact she's survived. I didn't oh. know that. I didn't see it, but somebody said about it in the podcast. But yeah, carry on. That's awesome. Well, she's going to be in Scream 6, so fantastic. Mm. Another Scream 6. Weird one. Or maybe they're going to do... <laughs> there is... Um... Fucking hell. Skeet Ulrich's, Skeet Ulrich's mate. Um, Scooby Dooby Doo. Matthew Lillard, yeah. Matthew Lillard. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> I need to do that. Um, yeah, Matthew Lillard. <laughs> mate, I had no idea. That, that, that name just escaped me then. Uh, Matthew Lillard is, uh, is back as well. So we all did discuss this, I think, when we did the review for Scream that he you said, Matt, that he possibly didn't die when that TV smashed on his face. I think you said that. <laughs> Never know. So there you go. I don't know I how they're going to... disfigured. I don't know how they're going to explain it away, but they can do anything. It's a fucking horror movie, so... <laughs> and they're getting into the, the sick realm. They can do what the fuck they want. So let's see how that one pans out. Looking forward to it, though. Scream 6. Couple of couple of alumni come back. They obviously killed a couple. I imagine we're not going to get Neve Cavanaugh and Courtney Cox, but who knows. Um... Do you remember the Ranger? Yes, I remember the Ranger. Paul, did you watch that jewelry, Paul? No. I think it's available on Shudder, so if you want to go back and watch that, decent decent horror movie, man. We did a whole episode on it. Yeah. Oh, yes, I do remember your episode. Forgive me. Uh, Jen, Wex- Jen Wexler was the one who directed the uh, punk rock slasher. Um, but she's coming back with a new horror movie called The Sacrifice Game. Um, and it's... Uh, Deadline of reports today that Shudder has come on board with the project, so we we'll expect to see that on Shudder. Filming begins this uh, this month, so um, it's a movie that's set in the early 70s. The primary location is a girls' boarding school, with the events taking place over a Christmas break in 1971. Um, I'm thinking, you know, what's, what's that movie that we did recently, Matt? Silent Night, Deadly Night? No. Silent Night, Deadly Night, wasn't it, we did for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe a, maybe a good version and sort of similar to that. Be quite interesting to see. Mm. So yeah, there we go. Good bit of uh, good bit of news. There's lots of Stranger Things stuff out there um, at the moment. With that being imminently uh, released on the 27th of May. So if you don't want any spo- spoilers, then stay away from all the uh, the stills and all the stuff that they're doing. But there's definitely a little bit of a Freddy theme to this. Uh, to this new slash, uh, to this new Strange Things. I've heard that, like there's, they're saying that there's like um, Freddy stuff going on, so maybe it's like dream sequences or something like that. I don't know. Mm, the main villains, I think, is sort of reminiscent of like all the sort of dark, um, like Hellraiser, Pinhead, Freddy, and all that sort of stuff. So it'd be quite. Maybe it kind of like focuses on in, on their fears and stuff. Mm. Maybe that sort sort of side of things. Maybe. Cool. Looking forward to it anyway. Mm buzzing for that one right that's me Paul. go on Jory Paul hit me with some news well uh, I feel like I've done it three weeks in a row so it's uh, Jory Paul's uh, official David Cronenberg Crimes <laughs> of the Future update um, <laughs> just, a, just a thing David Cronenberg actually came out himself and said that he expects people to walk out of the cinema Pissed so, off, like in a pissed off way, or like yeah, he expects a bit of outrage because it's shown at Cannes, isn't it? So apparently he's gonna, he reckons that there'll, there'll definitely be some walkouts and people kicking off about it, saying he's gone too far and things like that. So hype, hype, that's it. <laughs> um, there's 
uh, Resident Evil TV series coming out on Netflix, and I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it. But yeah, it actually looks all right. Is that the car? Is that the animated one? No, it's a live action. It actually looks really good, to be honest. Um, yeah, I was, I, I, I was, I put the trailer on just as a bit of intrigue, but actually, yeah, looks really good, like really slick, and it looks like they chucked a bit of money behind it. So, yeah, that looks good. No, I still haven't seen Raccoon City yet, so as soon as that becomes free somewhere, I'll watch that. Yeah, that just looks awful, though, doesn't it? <laughs> um, there's also, I love a bit of Kevin Bacon, um, and he posted on his Instagram post uh, just a couple of screenshots from his new film. It's called They Stroke Them, um, and it's uh, it's a horror thriller film set around a conversion therapy camp. Okay, that's a fucking dark dark subject matter. So, of course he would do it. Fucking that's hell. It. He's brave, isn't he? That's it. So uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to, to watching that. I love a bit of, uh, of um, Kevin Bacon. And then the only other bit I have got is just a bit of sad news uh, about rest, uh, dear old Fred Ward, uh, who's obviously stars of Tremors. Um, yeah, passed away the other day, and that was pretty sad. And also today... Breaking news, um, Vangelis, the composer, has died. Oh, really? You sound yeah. pretty yeah, I didn't know that. It's about that. So, what have you got against him? I haven't got anything against him. I'm just celebrating Vangelis's life. Blade Runner. I'm Blade Runner, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he died. So yeah, yeah. that's all my news. <sighs> sad, sad times, sad times. Yeah, I haven't got any news because you guys stole it. All, but <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, there's I I haven't got really anything else to talk about. Yeah, but I thought you might have the um the the teeny tunes, the Necker toys they were releasing. Um, yeah, mate, honestly, you want to go and check them out? They got an, they, there's another birthday present, easy one coming for your way. They they've got um. Uh, these little mini they live um toys which just look fucking sick man oh. uh, i love that alien face i think i could just i think it's awesome it's cool yeah very cool right then i suppose if that's all the news done without further ado let's get on to our main review every night i dream the same dream nightmare begins okay for this episode we are doing doctor strange in the multiverse of madness i'm just going to read out a little synopsis not that anybody needs to if you're a marvel fan you'll probably know what's going on but anyway doctor doctor strange teams up with a mysterious teenage girl from his dreams oh naughty who can travel across multiverse to battle multiple threats including other universe visions of himself which threaten to wipe out millions across the multiverse. They seek help from Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, Wong, and others. So, obviously us three being quite big Marvel fans, um, this has been massively hyped on the internet, obviously for a long, long time, with loads of 
rumors flying about and hype. Um, what do you think about? Yeah. Um, directed by the great Sam Raimi, so I was expecting. I had some high, high hopes. I mean, I love the first Spider Man, uh, Spider Man, first two. Um, I don't know. So I was, you know, he, he could have easily the Green Goblin has a good, nice bit of horror. It's kind of it's all about where where was the horror? Where where was the Sam Raimi stamp and stuff like that? Um, where was Bruce Campbell? Um, you know, stuff like that. That was really cool. And I thought of the trailers and the hype and all the, you know, and everything that I kind of, I guess I got embroiled in that maybe a little bit. And I thought it was going to be, and I was stupid because I, I thought it was going to be Endgame again. You know, I just thought these movies are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, but that's, that's not the way it works. <laughs> Why would it? Um, and so I was quite glad to say that it was quite condensed. Um, and quite focused on being a Doctor Strange movie, um, with, with loads of cool little horror elements like running through it. And, um, so yeah, I did really enjoy this one, but I need to go and see it again to sort of get the, shake off the, the my expectations and just go and like watch it, um, as a movie, I think. And I think that's what I'd like to do, um, again. But yeah, there was some great, great visuals. I don't think they cheapened on any of that, um, which is why would they? They got loads of fucking money. Um, yeah, that, that's about that's what that's what I, I, I liked. liked it. Yeah, I, I obviously went in. I was trying to sort of. I, I think I did quite well avoiding most of the the spoilers, which no doubt we're going to rip into here. But um, I sort of went in with a bit of low expectation, to be honest, because I think I. Spider-Man's No Way Home sort of um, gave me a bit of a lesser expectation of it were because even though everyone went mental about Spider-Man, it didn't really, it, it was good, but it didn't really blow my mind off like it did everyone else's. So I think going into this film, I was sort of a little bit, um, I sort of treated with a little bit of trepidation, so I didn't want to hype it up too much. But yeah, but I, I yeah, I thought it was very good. I, I did, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and I think, uh kudos to marvel for not having to spoon feed everything they're basically in the, the the time now where you know i think five six years ago they might have been like like a little almost plot recap about what's happened going into it whereas now it's like just watch everything we do because if you don't watch everything we do you're not going to get caught up so anybody who hasn't who, anyone who hasn't seen wandavision will be lost uh anyone who hasn't seen what if won't really get some of the stuff um, and again, Loki, which I thought they were going to go a bit more into the Loki world. They didn't really. Um, but yeah, so anyone who hasn't watched that type of stuff um, could be a bit lost off on this one. Um, but as a film in its own right, I thought it was, yeah, it was very enjoyable. And I know this is a horror podcast, but I actually genuinely sat there and thought, this is most of the Marvel films I would let my son watch, my eldest son, who's only he's coming up four. Within reason, there's some bits that I wouldn't let him watch. But this one, definitely not. Because <laughs> I thought it was scary in all the right places. Enough to go, you know what? For the younger Marvel fan, this one might be a bit too much. So I'm quite glad that let Raimi sort of have his stamp on it as well as going well it is to the Marvel film. Matthew. Yeah, I'm kind of echo what you guys said, really. I mean, I think like you... Uh, Butch, I got involved in all the hype a bit too much and was ex- had quite high expectations for more of the multiverse type of stuff. 
Um, however, I think this is probably the the Marvel movie with most horror aspects to it. I'd say closely fo- followed by Venom, probably, but you know that, that's a different podcast episode. Um, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? You could tell with this this whole film, like I really did like it. You could tell that that Sam Raimi had his fingerprints all over it. However, I think there was times that they were they kind of reined it in a bit, and you can see where Marvel's probably stepped in and said, "Yeah, that's that's cool, but that's not. This is cool, that's not." Um, I'd love to see an uncut director's uh, cut version. That'd be quite cool. Um, but one thing I do have to say is um, Danny Alfman smashed it with the uh, oh. soundtrack. Oh, soundtrack yeah. was absolutely divine. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. But yeah, let, let, should we get should we get into talking a bit about spoilers? We're going to spoil the fuck out of this. A bit about some of the, the movie. Yeah, because the movie itself is like. You know, um, forget sort of following on from what happened in Spider-Man. It doesn't really do that. It's it, we we're aware of the multiverse in this respect, and he's he's thinking that he's done it, but it exists. We know it exists now. So it's like, what the fuck is going on in there? And we get this char- new character, America Cha- America Chavez, great name, um, with a, a version of Doctor Strange who's escaping a big fucking monster through some kind of weird space. Um, and then sort of in, inadvertently lands um, in our, our uh, Stephen Strange sort of world um, universe. And we, th- he is then becomes, I don't know, in a way becomes attached. And it, it's, it, his instinct is to sort of look after her and, 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 uh, and ensure her survival, I suppose, as superheroes do. He's going for a little bit of shit. His, you know, his missus is getting married and... And it sort of follows on from their journey of him trying to protect her from whatever, you know, I suppose we can say the big bad in this movie, which they, they went is, is the Scarlet Witch. And, um, you know, it's protecting America Chavez from her, um, which is a, is a quite interesting storyline and, and, and with, with some plot holes as well, which we can, we can quite dive into, um, where, you know, Scarlet Witch wants a, her children back. So she wants to use America Chavez to her power to baby go into a multiverse and I don't know, I guess kill the one that it's there and yeah, then take over uh, and be the, the be the be the mum. <laughs> yeah, because America Chavez can like basically her power what well what she thinks is her power is that she could just teleport literally to any kind of multi universe. She she just goes through, doesn't she? And and that's why she wants to use her. Um yeah. Her, her fucking motivation is kind of flawed a little bit. I mean, she's going to to kill this. She's going to kill this poor girl to get her power. Uh, to then what? Up and end. End up in a universe where she's going to be able to look at Billy and Bobby or whatever the fucking kids' names were. But she could have just said, "Doctor Strange." If they were, if they really thought about it, this movie could end really quickly, and it would just be like, "Well, yeah, why don't we just go to a universe? There's, there's an infinite, infinite amount of universes. Why don't we just go to one where your wander's dead and the kids are alive, and you just go there and be their mum?" <laughs> <laughs> but they don't really exist. Remember her children. Well, they do though, because there's an infinite amount of universes that the possibility that they could exist. <laughs> well, that's yeah. And also, I love the fact that she she don't really give a fuck about vision. She just wants her kids. 
So why well, couldn't she go and find a version of a place where where Vision's there and her kids? But I don't know. Yeah. Just, but this is, is where the the book though, isn't it? It's the book that the spell book she's got. It's the Darkhold, which has corrupted her. Yeah. Warped it's warped her vision of reality that she doesn't give a shit about anyone else apart from herself. Mm-hmm. Um it's true. So that was the that was the thing, and obviously in, in um the end of WandaVision, she sort of retreats away and she's working on that book to try and get the secrets. She don't really know what she's doing, she's just pulling the spells out of it. And obviously it's it's corrupting her to um because I think I, I don't know whether because obviously she's still in some sort of grief at the end of one division about vision and obviously all our worlds fell in and obviously they're missing the, the lads that she created and stuff. So also there, there is a vision in this, in this universe. He just, he was a white one. He fucked off somewhere, didn't he? So yeah, I don't know. Well, but, they're apparently they're, they're going to, there's a rumor that he's going to head up the, oh, was it the night, the night Avengers or something? The nightmare? Or, oh, I can't remember. It's like their moon night. Bloody, there's a few of them. Okay. I don't know rumours but yeah so she she obviously becomes the bad guy she's trying to track them down because Strange goes to her for help doesn't he mm. to like because she's like all oh, the magic and he's like can you protect her and then she's the one that actually I didn't think they did they didn't exactly uh, dress that up as much as I could I, I think that's that scene was a bit uh, I thought they could have done a bit more with that little scene where uh, it, like, just, it got a the expanse of the fact that she can bend reality still and that's quite I mean she's re- she's getting better at it um, but, you know, it's, it's, she, her power's growing and she is the most powerful thing in the whole of the universe. Or is she as it is explored? And is she the worst thing in the universe? Or is it Doctor Strange? You know, um, as we explore other universes. What, okay. One thing I do need to ask is, um, why the fuck was there a Minotaur? <laughs> why not? Why not? I mean, is this, is this a thing now where we can just go Marvel? We can literally go wherever they want. Everything existed. Everything happened. I'll tell you know. what it is, Paul. It's called selling toys technique. <laughs> Has it not got something to do with uh, Shang-Chi and that, like, fantasy realm that they all lived in? Yeah, yeah I, mate, there wasn't a Minotaur in Shang-Chi. No, but there, there was that little, the, the, the place they lived, there was loads of, like, creatures and weird sort of, I don't know. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to stick up for Marvel. Yeah, I don't know. I, or is it just <laughs> Sam Raimi going? I'm going to put a Minotaur there. <laughs> I've actually, um, I've actually got all the pieces to make him up as well because he, the, the <laughs> legs and the arms and head comes with different figures and you've got to build him up. It's called a bath build a figure, and uh, I've actually made him. <laughs> Fucking random man. It's so random. It's random. He's got the weirdest voice. Um, to, for a monitor to have, it's like it sounds really like nice. Hi, hi. <laughs> yeah, he's like hi, hi, monitor. I'm gonna help out. Okay. I mean, you know, it was interesting to see Scarlet Witch as a fucking as the evil, um, evil person and sort of come back around to Ultron where they weren't really. They were a bit of grey, and it is all a bit grey. Um, not right. Can I just ask you guys a question? But do you not think there's quite a lot of retreaded ground with the whole WandaVision grief thing. It's like we saw all that in WandaVision and it's just like there was a lot of that back in this. Yeah. I think I think what they're trying to do though is that straddle that line, aren't they? They're not they're trying to make a not a villain. They're still trying to remember that Wanda's in there somewhere type of thing. So they're trying yeah, to sort of round it I in. Get that. But just, I know what you mean. It is a bit like 
we, we know you're sort of a bit conflicted. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's a lot, there was loads of rumours of who was going to be the big bad in this. And I think that's probably why a lot of people have got kind of issues with it being her kind of being the main villain. I, I personally don't because I, I really like her and I think she's a fucking amazing character. Um, as you know, Scarlet Witch and actress, I think she's great. Yeah, absolutely. At, she's at a that. great actor. Yeah, she's like, like brilliant. She's had some, a lot of time to get into that character as well, more than most with the TV show and all that. So really kind of tear it apart <laughs> and explore it and stuff like that. I think it works. But the origins I, of Scarlet Witch, she was a bad guy in, in the comics at the start. Yeah. She's and in the like, comic. Yeah, but in the comics, she's different. She's the daughter of, um, Magneto, Magneto. Yeah. So I don't know. They ain't done. They ain't really done that, have they? Um, okay. So in another multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Well, let's explore that. So when we get into the multiverse, a little. Let's have a look. Do you remember the sort of montage splash page of them going through different multiverses? Do you remember a all the bit of it? Yeah. But one of them was a cartoon. In fact, I think Steve, you know, Doctor Strange does turn around to and goes well, we're cartoon in one of them, <laughs> sort of thing. And obviously, that's a not, that's a fucking great nod. I mean, we're going uber nerds here, guys, um, to the fact that there's been shitloads of cartoons, or, you know, whether it's fucking Spider-Man, whether it's the Avengers, whether it's X-Men, which they're doing but very, which they're doing very soon. That might be a nod to that, yeah. Yeah. Could be a nod to that. It could have actually been that kind of thing. Well, what if? What if was there? Yeah. Yeah. Or Miles Morales and you know into the Spider Verse. Exactly, it's, it was things up. It was cool. It was it was interesting where they were diving through and seeing all the different things. But that that's what I thought we were going to get more of. Which I kind of I kind of liked what we got. I liked what we got, and I liked. It was okay. It was okay. I and just I think they could have done more. They could have just done like they could have had just a few characters in that in the in one of the verses that they they landed in do you know what i mean just a, they didn't have to have a massive full on talk it could have just been a few kind of people you know as the characters we know but completely different like oh that's that universe's rocket or that's that universe's you know iron man it's just like just a little it, it doesn't matter what they, 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 they could have done anything but they yeah. really didn't go there no, instead they put all their kind of hopes and dreams in this one um, Illuminati sort of scene, um, which... Which I, know. by the way, fucking loved. I loved that. Because I obviously you'd see, I'd seen a trailer and you knew sort of, spoilers, Charles Xavier was going to rock out. Yeah, that was but, a given. So so, so P- Patrick Stewart was a given. Um, I loved to put Agent Carter in there. Uh, Captain not. Carter, from What If. But they, but, but with Patrick Stewart, they didn't just do like um, Patrick Stewart from like X Men ninety four or whatever. It is. They did Patrick Stewart from the fucking cartoons, man. Yeah, it's... and I loved the little. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, damn they got, right. They got me with that. They did, like you said, they did Captain Carter from. Uh, from our from the what if and she looked great as you know we got um oh, what, Hayley Hayley Atwell yeah Hayley Atwell yeah reprise reprise in a role looks fantastic in that role Monica Rambo as Captain Marvel yeah that's right yep. right that's that yep. that looked awesome and then we get the same dude who I can't remember his name 
and never... out as Black Bolt. Right, and I never, and I, and I've been told that it's the same dude who did Black Bolt in Inhumans, right? Yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah, I never watched Inhumans, so I got no idea. But no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. that was a nice. <laughs> no one did. I guess it was a nice touch for the ten people that did. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the biggest one, which you know, it it did feel pretty cool, but I think it was, I think they, I think it was an afterthought. I don't know, maybe an afterthought. John Krasinski well, as um, Mr. Fantastic. That's all right. Fans campaigning for casting that because he's been linked with that role. For, fans have been mocking him up in that suit and yeah. like pictures of yeah, him. Yeah, I've seen it all. Years. Yeah, all over. And when it happened, right. I was like, "Holy shit! They've actually done it." But that's the great thing about this whole multiverse thing. If they didn't want him, they didn't have to have him anymore. Yeah. Who's to say? Now I think they're going to have Krasinski as. Did you guys know that that was going to happen when you were watching it or not? I did. I got it when she she said she was in the Baxter Foundation. Oh, see, I knew because I'd seen a still. Oh no! See, no, I, I knew something. I knew. I didn't know he was so going to appear, but I knew that there was something Fantastic Four going to happen because when she was uh, Rachel McAdams, obviously, who is revealed to be a doctor and. Is sort of like in the multiverses in this universe is like trying to uh, they're trying to stop the return of Doctor Strange because he was a bastard. Um, and she says to him, she, "I've been at the Baxter Foundation for a few years, and I just knew through. I was like, oh, it's the Baxter one. It's it's got something to do with Reed Richards because he works in the Baxter Building in the that's where mm. their base is, the Fantastic Four. So I sort of knew something was going to happen. So, but, yeah. but she knew all of them. You've seen a still uh, except for Monica Rambo, I've seen a still with oh, Krasinski, uh, Peggy, um, yeah, Carter, uh, Captain Carter, and uh, Bolt, Black, Black Bolt, yeah. Black Bolt. I didn't know that Patrick Stewart was going to come out in his awesome wheelchair. That was fucking cool. But what I didn't know was what we got afterwards, and they were like, "We don't really care about your witch. We're more like concerned about you, Doctor Strange, and all this sort of shit." And turns out Black Bolt's fucking killed their Doctor Strange in like some in his little voice thing that he does. And they're not they're not even a little bit concerned. They're not even listening. They're so arrogant. They're not even listening, are they? So what are they going to do? Going to get they're trying to negotiate with her, and they get toasted in the best way ever. I Matt. Feel that sequence was great. Matt, talk to me about this a little bit. <laughs> well, mate, this, this is quality because we even, like, when it was happening, me and, me and Butch watched together, obviously. We, literally, I looked over at him and he's like, looked at me and like, little nods. It's like, wow. They, they actually, like, I was so surprised how far they went with this. It's just like crazy. It was, it was, yeah, it was as, I think that is as far as they could push it. For a twelve, was it a twelve? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, twelve A. And the black, the black bolt thing was fantastic. Like that was that was that was just, uh, yeah. I like it. Like I said, I just went fucking yes. That how co- how cocky were they though? They're like <laughs> you, uh, you're going to die anyway because you know even with a slight whisper he can kill you. And it's just like you know it's all like cocksure and that. It's like uh, now you've got a mouth like a bumhole. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I, thought it was. I thought it was going to be literally like the like when the, when she put over his mouth, like what mouth, and he didn't have a mouth anymore. I thought that she was going to like kick him aside or something, not actually have his head explode. Well, he whispered oh, inside. He whispered inside his 
his head, didn't he? And that's the whole thing. He blew himself out. But what they did with what, what she did with Krasinski was even worse. She fucking turned him into a cheese string. Well, she pulled <laughs> him apart, apart yeah, really, like, fast the scene. She pulled him apart to, to every particle from him. I'd love to see that scene slow down. I bet you the CGI ain't that good, but like it, it literally popped him to the last bit. I love that bit. That was quite cool. It was and then, so quick though, wasn't it? That I can all I remember thinking was it was like one of those Play-Doh mop tops where you push yeah. it through the Play-Doh through the head. Yeah. Just like... But I thought, like, Monica Rampo's death was a bit disappointing. I don't think she would have punked out like that with being Captain Marvel, but fine, a lot of blazer blast. But poor, poor <laughs> Captain fucking... Um, Monica, Captain Carter. Oh, my God. I mean, that was inevitable, wasn't it? Cut in half by her own shield. Yes, please. <laughs> Unfortunately, off camera, but we all knew yeah, what happened. It was off camera, wasn't it? I thought we were going to get like when it was happening. I was like, "Oh my god, you're going to see it!" Like just the torso drop off, but I thought yeah. oh, won't be too yeah. far. Just that too much. <laughs> Director's cut. <laughs> but there was, some, but after that, it got there was some good dark moments, man. Like when we get to see Dark Strange and stuff like that. Um, you know, we really got to see sort of Raimi's work. The stuff with the 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 fight with the the notes was incredible. That was the whole Danny Elfman. Mm influence and stuff like that. that that was really cool to see and and very ghoulish and when he sort of got hold of that dark hole again he's fucking so arrogant and he oh i won't get a hold of the dark hole oh i'm not gonna do it oh and then i'll just do it and she's like oh just do it then do it then wreck your fucking life <laughs> but yeah zombie doctor strange what do we think about that matt yeah that's quality i like I, those I mean, obviously it's a marvel film there's so much cgi would have liked to have seen a little bit more practical effects. There was a little bit when there with his kind of face makeup uh, towards the end. But yeah, yeah I but like the, right. visual, the visuals were cool. It was like when he was getting like dragged in on like with his big kind of like wings and stuff, like made out of skeletons, it was pretty fucking awesome to watch. What about you, Jordy Paul? Did you like that bit? Yeah, I thought it was great. I loved the way they set it up. I love with the corpse just dropping out and then they're like, oh, we'll just bury him. He's like, you're just going to leave him there? <laughs> like, yeah. We haven't and then even talked like, about Wong, actually, either. Wong was re- uh, used a lot more in this film, which was good. Yeah, and he still, need rescu- he still needed rescuing, though, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Sorcerer Supreme. Sorcerer of my bollocks. But um, whatever. But no, um, yeah, he was he was used a lot more, and I do love him. I love his like one-liners, and I think the relationship is fantastic. Um, and I do think it's funny that he is the source of supreme over Doctor Strange in this one. Um, and we get um, in the Illuminati. We forgot to mention that uh, what's his face? I can't remember his name. Chattel. Mordor. Yeah, Mordor was yeah. Um, was in it again. They're all average. They're very arrogant in this movie, I thought. There's no humility amongst any of them. <laughs> I quite liked it that you, you obviously you went back and forth and then you thought, well, there's the good guys who don't want Strange to get powerful again. But then Mordor quickly just slipped back and actually I'm really, I'm a villain. Like, <laughs> I want it all myself. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, I did. And I, I quite like the sort of take the piss out of him. Like, well, you're not one of the Illuminati, yeah, yeah. You're not on the seat. Is that your spare seat? No. And he's like, <laughs> the, yeah, the ghouls were very cool. The ones that sort of came from below, below when he was using the dark, when he was possessing uh, the 
the other soul and they come to take him away and all that sort of stuff. They were very Army of Darkness, I thought. Mm -hmm. Very fucking cool. Some very good, like, Sam Raimi touches in that sort of last 25 minutes. It was sort of very, very cool to see what he did with that and and how creepy out. And we got a little Bruce Campbell cameo at one point, didn't we? I appreciate them beating himself up with his hand. (laughs) Yes. But, yeah. That was a great nod and a great little touch from, uh, you know, where he literally, (laughs) what do you say he was going to, he did put a spell on him to punch himself in the face for like three three weeks, wasn't it? Or something like that. (laughs) Seems a bit unnecessary, but there you go. That's a shame because a lot of people didn't understand what that was about. (laughs) Yeah. It's really funny how many people took to, to kind of like, the internet and just started bashing it. Oh, I waited all, all that time for that shit. And they just didn't get it, obviously. <laughs> but there's a whole whole other fan base that obviously do get it. It was great because it was like Howard the Duck all over again. And I'm all, yeah. for, and I'm all for that. Why the fuck not? Do something stupid. Don't make it all about the next step or the next phase. Because to be honest, the, the mid-level, the mid meant absolutely fuck all to me as it was anyway it's like Charlie's room come, oh, comes out of nowhere and and Charlie's him into, oh, well, Theron sorry Charlie's Theron Theron uh, Theron uh, takes uh, Doctor Strange with a third eye into another universe third eye do you know uh, who that is do you know who she sure, is I do now because yeah, I looked it yeah. up I had no fucking idea who she was when I watched I looked Shea Strange is it or something like that? Shea something or other. Love and trust from another. Yeah, yeah. she's his uh, wife. She's his wife, wife, is it? Yeah, okay. and she becomes the Sorcerer Supreme in the comics. So. No spoilers. Well, oh, she's the uh, she's in she resides in Dormammu Dormammu's uh, multiverse. Dormammu. Dormammu. So there, we're going to see that again, maybe in Doctor Strange three. But you know, if Bendik's still happy to play it, I'm still happy to watch it. I'm sure he is. It's a cracker, and I and I we ain't uh, you know we ain't not going to see Scarlet Witch again, as well. So but it was good. It was a good way to kill off a few of your characters in a in a, in a way to see some. They could, but, but there's two ways of looking at it. They could have, like Matt said, they could have done fucking more if they wanted to, but they could always do more in my head. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think uh, they've said Ant Man will probably start to clear some bits and bobs and give it a bit more of a. Streamlined focus apparently because obviously Kang's around the corner and he's going to be an Ant Man, the new Ant Man film. So I think that's yeah. going to like <laughs> it's either going to make more questions because it's all the quantum realm and anything, or it's going to tie everything in. But I think there's going to be a bit more of a, a focus in actually where it's heading because at the minute it's like we can do anything we want. <laughs> well, we've only had we've only had a, we've had a couple of TV shows and um, like two movies now. Well, no, I suppose we haven't. Though. Three movies, four movies. No oh, fuck, four movies, I suppose. And it was all being around sort of multiversal dimensions and stuff. Like that. So I imagine the next one, the four movie, is going to be continuing that trend in some respect. We're going to see four engaged in in some kind of multiversal shit as well. I imagine that's what I, I, that's what I'm expecting to see. But maybe I don't know. But you know, this was. A good, mar- a great, mar- I enjoyed the Marvel movie. I liked Doctor Strange's character, and I liked the whole Sam Raimi touch of it. And I liked the little horror notes that were were there throughout. Some great little, great little moments. It's definitely worthy of talking about on the podcast. 
Matt? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I just think I went in with a bit more expectation, um, high expectations, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie, and it wasn't my most favourite thing. I think America Chavez was underused a little bit, um, because apparently there was a lot of reshoots on this movie as well, but like I don't know what bits they were, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. It's Doctor Strange is like this character that's got a lot of kind of levels to him, innit? And it's just like, I didn't really, I didn't see. You're talking about the character development. Did you see him enough? Yeah, I think, I just don't know. I, don't, I just don't know. But it, it, it just seemed to kind of focus on back on Wanda which is fine, but it's just, it just, for me, it just didn't really, it was just a story in itself, uh, but, but I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it, it's, I'm not knocking it, it's just like, I it just wasn't, wasn't, I was really excited to go and see it, and then I came out of it kind of, eh, it was alright. He was a bit of a passenger in his own film, towards yeah. the end, because it did start it was, off setting up that, yeah, you know, are you happy, Steve, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm happy, but you all know he's sort of not, and it sort of set up that, like, you know, like he's a bit lonely and he's got nothing really to do now because he's not the source of supreme. Obviously, think, the flips happened, the end games happened, yeah. all that type of stuff. He's sort of a bit like, I think you know, prob- this has given him a purpose, but you never really get that by the end of the film. The, the, the problem is, like I said to uh, Butch on the way in the home in the car, it's just like I, I am quite. I like obviously, you know, the last kind of ten years with building up to Endgame was so well done and so it was all about characters and getting to know them and you know and stuff like that I feel that I just I don't know I feel a bit more a bit lost in kind of what's happening that there's I feel a bit a a bit overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that's happening now and I feel like I'm losing grip of keeping up I mean I do watch all the shows and I you know finish Moon Knight and everything like that and but I just don't know if I'm enjoying it for enjoyment's sake, oh, I know it sounds weird. Like I don't know if am I just forcing myself to watch all this thing just to keep up, or am I really, really enjoying it? Like there are certain aspects I do like of it, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just I don't know. Time is right, like, Matt. Matt's getting old. Everyone's getting old. That's that's what is happening. Really, no, it's superhero fatigue. That the Marvel. Yeah, films. I think I'm getting there. Yeah, I think, but for me, it happened pre-Endgame like I loved Infinity War and then Endgame mm. happened and I was a bit like right and then a couple after that were just oh and like things like the Eternals just did my head in what's really sort of reinvigorated my sort of love for the Marvel films is all the TV shows I love them I think the TV shows have done really really well so I sort of went along with the ride with this one so alright right, let's, let's not get into a Marvel podcast shall we <laughs> let's, fucking, let's fucking rate this bad boy I ain't fucking sitting here talking about the fucking Marvel universe we'd get after to get another podcast on it <laughs> <laughs> fucking rain you guys in you oh, moan 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 anyway <laughs> what, there's me what, too <laughs> what, what would you uh, what would you rate this uh, uh, Paul uh, I I give it a pretty very solid 8 out of 10 there was it, there was definitely flaws to it and it wasn't a, a perfect film and um, but I like I, I thought it was great I, I really did enjoy it and, uh, so but 8 out of 10 Matt um, I think uh, what you said earlier, I think a rewatch. I think a rewatch 
would take me to an eight possibly, but I'm, I'd say I'm a seven at the moment. So maybe a rewatch would take me to that eight. But, you know, based on other experiences with other Marvel films where I've given them nine and ten, this doesn't touch on how much I enjoyed those other movies, in my opinion. So I'd probably say seven for me. Yeah, I say that's fair. I'm more of a seven at the moment. I loved it and excited about it, but it's, it doesn't feel like for me there's so much more um, goodness out there. And I don't, that's 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 not a, it's not a dig at a seven. Seven's fair. Seven's good. Um, but it's like there's so much other Marvel movies that I could put above this at the moment. We'll see if it um, floats in that area. But yeah, seven maybe moving towards an eight. But yeah, I'm, la- so- I'm laughing because uh, I think this is the first time I've scored a film higher than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised as well because. On coming out of it, I thought, I don't think um, Jordy Paul's going to love this. I just, I, I, did, I didn't love it. I enjoyed it, though. I did, and it made me laugh. And do you know what? It gave me a right jump scare with the, the big creatures on the top of the mountain. I probably shit myself. My popcorn <laughs> went out of the box. I was like, oh! Uh, wasn't I expecting can... a jump scare in a Marvel film, but yeah. That was good. Oh, cool. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. That's, that's why it gets the extra point. All right, then, so that's the draw one last breath. Seven out of ten. Uh, moving on to our next uh, movie. Hopefully, 1st of June, we are looking forward to... A24's latest men. Men, 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 men. Yeah, that looks fucking dark, man. So, all for that. Okay, should we get on with something to scream about? What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Do you care for me when we all fall asleep? Where do we go? Boom! Right, this episode, something to scream about. I sort of posed the question to uh, ourselves to kind of have a think about, kind of ties in with Geordie uh, Paul's pick with um, Seven. It's got maybe a little, little, little twist in it. Um, and we sort of come and think about uh, twists in horror movies. So. Who comes? Who's come prepared? Let's go to you, Paul. You must have come prepared. <laughs> I have come prepared. So yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit off one with sort of one of an ultimate horror movie twist. Um, and I have picked uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. <laughs> Not bad. Good one. Good one. So obviously we're gonna be talking spoilers. So if you haven't seen these films, please go and watch them. Um, and there's a twist. <laughs> so yeah, obviously throughout the film, uh, Norman Bates is. Uh, what you think is being threatened by his mother who sits in a, in a house in the window and uh, tells him what to do and um, he's sort of controlling them from afar um, and then obviously this the shower scene and then ee, ee, ee. Um, and when, when everyone comes looking for, uh, is it Marion? I think Marion it is um, they all sort of during their investigations walk into the house and then uh, find Norman's mother who's actually dead and been dead a long while and um Oh, sorry, you think it's Norman Bates' mother who's killed Marion in the shower, sorry. But you realise she's been dead a very, very long time, and it's actually Mr. Bates, who is dressing up as his mother, <laughs> and has a split personality disorder. Uh, and yeah, it's a it's a big twist, and yeah. Good one, great. great one. Early as well, I like that. I like that's a good that's a good start. Um, Very cool twist in that one. Matt, what you got? Oh, see, I was waiting for you boys to go first because I thought I'll go. I'll go. I'll go then. No problem. Yeah, go on, go on, but you go. So we we reviewed this in the podcast. We reviewed it. Um, it's a new one before we hadn't seen it, and it took. (laughs) I I mean, Matt can't stop laughing at it. I can't start laughing at it. 
Um, and it's from the sleepaway camp. Uh, That's why I let you go first. (laughs) Have a backup. It's the old tranny trick. (laughs) I mean, say that. (laughs) I mean, you know, the whole murders, all the murders that are happening, keep going, and we think uh, this poor girl is like being traumatized through the whole movie, and suddenly we find out she's the killer. And not only that, she's a fucking dude. She's got a little willy. Seriously, when we when we watched this movie, I just thought just a, a an A to Z slasher. I thought it's gonna be like just a killer. It's not. It's probably gonna be like an old person who was on the camp that had been like eject, ejected from there or something, or had a grudge. I was just like, just paint by numbers. I was absolutely fucking shocked. Like <laughs> I've been shocked by a film for ages because I did not expect that. At all. And the way it's done as well at the end is just, oh, it's creepy because it's just weird. It's very weird. The weirdest weird. And, and that fucking film just was amazing because after so long, how we got away of not actually seeing the end of it as well. Like on, like, you know, being spoiled on social media or whatever. I don't know. But fuck me. That's just crazy. It's Little Willy. <laughs> Awesome, yeah, fucking awesome. What was your what was your backup then, Matt? Well, my backup was uh, a film in a lot of countries called High Tension, but over here it's called Switchblade Romance. Ah. So that one just duped me because I did not like guess any anything from this movie that you just think this this girl's just you know being hunted down by this murderer, her and a bloke in it. And then literally, it's just like, if, if, you know, skip this part if, if, if you want to go and watch it, if you haven't seen it, because it's fucking awesome. And then it just turns out that she's actually the killer because she's got um, um, multiple person disorder, whatever it is, isn't it? She's yeah, like, she is the person that's doing the killing, but she don't like, she doesn't know she's doing it. And I just did not, did not see that coming. <laughs> It's just like, at all. Um, yeah, a fucking good one, that. It, yeah. it puts that movie onto a... It, it elevates an already fucking bloody fe- bloodfest of a fucking great movie. Yeah. Really did. Yeah, f- fantastic. Couple, couple of honourable mentions, I suppose. Friday the 13th, the first Friday the 13th, with uh, it being um, uh, Jason's mum. That was always a shocker. Pam. <laughs> yeah, that was always a good one. Um, obviously six cents, but you know, fuck off. Couldn't be asked to do that one. Did you have any others? Did you have any others, Do I have any others? Yeah, I've got a call. Uh, the Descent. What movie? Yeah, it's got one of the most incredible endings to a film ever, and it's just is it a twist ending though? Yes. Yeah, because like, you think twice. you think she's got out. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then, and she's, then really... she's dreaming, and she's in the cave, and then oh. the creatures are coming, and it all fades to black. I'm pretty yeah. sure though, like the happy ending one, uh, they they had in America. Right. It's an alternative ending. Um. I uh, yeah, and then obviously I thought you guys were definitely going to mention this, so I didn't. But it had me sat there going, "What the fuck?" for about 20 minutes after the film finished. The mist. I was just about to say that. 
fucking that's just uh, that's harrowing. Yeah. It's oh my not, god! And it's the darkest end. I think that's the darkest ending in the film. <laughs> it's, oh my god! And do you know what? It's, it's like it's I haven't so... seen that in such a long time, and I know I'm gonna re- I'll rewatch it at some point. But I'm a dad now, and I just think it's gonna really fuck my brain up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one, the last one I had wrote down, uh, Eden Lake. Oh, oh yes. Oh god, I hate that fucking movie, man. It's too real. It is. Oh, yeah, so that... she gets she gets harassed by the, the teenagers, and then she thinks she's escaped, but in, she hides in a house only to find it's one of the teenagers' house. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, man. You don't even get to see the end, do you? Do you? Like, no, it just ends, and you're like, oh. uh, did you? Yeah. Maybe we maybe we should do M Night Shyamalan in in a different movie because you know we could just literally go through and just name all of those. <laughs> that's a twist. My yeah. favorite, my favorite being the happening. So there we go. All all that. <laughs> oh, we could. <laughs> I mean, we haven't said about the others, Matt. That you others know, is good. Yeah, Dan Evans pick. Mm. Werewolf Dan's pick, which that turned out to be fucking really good. A really good rewatch that was. Have you ever seen The Orphan as well? That's yeah. quite a good twist. Oh, yeah, yeah, very good. Mm. Very good. That's quite a lot of twists in in movies. Send us your twists on social media. Get in touch. Send us around a twist. Yeah. Your twists. Have you ever? Have ever felt like this? this? When strange things happen. Okay. Um, I think it's about time we just get on to our movie from the vault. Do you like what you do for a living? These things you see? You have to wear blinders sometimes. Most times. Detective William Somerset is looking for a way out. You're retiring. Six more days and you're all the way gone. So how long have you lived here? Too long. Detective David Mills is looking for a way in. We'll be spending every waking hour together from now until the time I leave. I'll show you who your friends and enemies are. Look, I'm going to come inside five years. Not here. Now, we have ourselves a homicide. They're caught in a game. No fingerprints. No witnesses of any kind. Nope. About the only thing we know about that guy right now is he's totally insane. Where the price of sin is death. There are seven deadly sins. Gluttony. You're going to come take a look at this. Greed. No one touches anything. Sloth, wrath, pride, lust, and envy. Seven. You can expect five more of these. Body was found on Tuesday morning. I hate this city. We're going to get who did this. This will be the very definition of swift justice. There are two more bodies, two more victims. This guy is methodical, exacting, and worst of all, patient. He's laughing at us. He had a gun. He's two murders away from completing his masterpiece. Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow. Have you ever seen anything like this? No. Seven. 
Right, so this week's movie from the vault was my first official pick as a official member of uh, the Draw One Last Press team. So I thought I'd best make it a good one. And uh, it is David Finch's 1995 film Seven. Yeah, show, so, show off. Well, hey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait for me. Next pick, it's going to be horrendous. Um, so quick synopsis. Uh, so really quick synopsis, to be honest. Uh, two detectives, a rookie and a veteran, hunt a serial killer who uses the seven deadly sins as his motives. So, lads, when did you first see this one? Uh, I, I think I had this on VHS. So, I don't know, like, 90, when it first came out, when, when, when did it come out? This is 95. 95. Probably not when it, not that first year, but within like 90, 96, 97, something like that. I definitely remember watching it with my sister, of all things, and she had a VHS copy. Um, oh, yeah, fucking, what's in the box? Yeah, fucking dark. <laughs> I watched this with my older brother, and I remember it's because he got it from Blockbuster Video. And we said we we went. He took took me and my brother, uh, my twin brother, uh, to the Blockbuster, and he picked this up. And he picked, I think, he picked something for us. And we ended up going. We don't want to watch that. We want to watch this one. <laughs> and we sat and watched Seven with him. Um, what was the other but, film? Oh, I can't remember. I've tried. Oh, I can't oh. remember. I really can't remember. Probably really Police Academy Six. Actually, do you know what I think it was? <laughs> Police Academy Six. Escape from Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Puli Bella. No, uh, it was. Um, I think it was Hackers. Have you ever seen Hackers? Oh God, that film. You know, that's um. That's, uh, that's not. What's Hackers? Is that Sandra Bullock? No. no that's, that's, that's you're one. thinking of the net. Uh, the other. Oh yeah, Angelina net. Jolie. Angelina yeah, Jolie yeah. and Johnny Lee uh, Miller. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. And uh, Matthew Lillard. Synergy. But yeah, so we watched Seven definitely on a VHS from Blockbuster the first time. So. I think um, the first time I, I, I remember it being one of the first uh, DVDs I ever bought because I think I got it with a DVD player when I, I think I got that and South Park the movie. Um, but I've seen, I've seen it way before that. Yeah, fucking. I don't think I appreciated it though when I was that age. I remember being like freaked out by it, but I don't think I appreciated it. That's why it's been a while since I rewatched it. Yeah, been, I'm so glad you picked it. It wasn't so spoiled bad. for me either. I think when I watched it, so that no, that scene with Sloth is, you know, was a was an impact moment. I think with with a movie, and I think it's important to have that sort of impact in in movies. This is a really fucking old. School movie though, isn't it? It's like a proper movie, you know. That's Fincher's it is a movie, with, yes. With, with, but with Fincher, you get, you just get like this fucking like real like the cinematography is epic, the fucking musicality is epic, the way it's shot, the location, everything that is is just so carefully done. It feels like an old school fucking. It's just a. Pro, it just feels like a. Well, it's it's never going to go out of fashion movie. It's just like a proper movie, age it's like ageless because it doesn't matter because it's just set in a in an everyday city. It's fucking raining and you know there's shit that happens. It's a shithole and and murders happen all the time and people are horrible and and miserable. And it's just it just felt 
very, very like, I don't know, just timeless. It did its job then, didn't it? Yeah, it felt timeless. It sets a scene, that's the yeah, thing. It's like, it really does. The way it's shot, it's like, it's meant to be doomy and gloomy. Um, and, and like, it's literally pretty much raining the whole time. Apart from one bit, which we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so are we gonna, so we're gonna do this review and we're gonna, we're gonna sort of go through the film, but we're gonna try and tick off the deadly sins as we go through. Um, but before we get into the meats and <laughs> the bones oh, of God. this uh, film, uh, I was going to ask you the question. So, <laughs> if you guys could be a deadly sin, which one would you be? What well, in respect of this movie or just in general? Not in this movie, but just in general. So I was going to say, you know, lust, obviously. For <laughs> I just want to try on the the you just knife, want a, a knife cock, a dagger strap on, a dagger strap on. <laughs> I'm going to take the safe bet and say Raph so I can go around just killing loads of people. Nice. Well, I'm going to say a sloth because I'm a lazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm not greedy. I don't really want to eat loads. I don't really want to eat loads of spaghetti. Paul, if I could have banked me life savings on which one you were going to say, you would. I knew you were going to say lust. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick. With, I'm going to stick with my lust. Thank you very nice. much. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so the film obviously stars Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman as Detective Somerset and Mills. Somerset. Uh, Somerset is uh, on his way. He's retiring the week uh, of this, the happening, the, obviously the events of the film. And Seven Mills days. is just being transferred to the city. But you never, he asks him, but you never really sort of get the, the answer. He sort of brushes him off a bit by, he says, why do you want to come here? Because it's like most people sort of fight to get out of here rather than fight to get in. And he sort of just goes, oh, I just want to do some good. So you never really know why he's decided to to come back to the city. Um, mm. But yeah, and then they obviously, their first case together, they find a, a body. So the first deadly sin is gluttony for the big fat in, man. In Greece. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The set design on this fucking shit is un. Believable. It's yeah. just like fucking insane. It's just like when you go in there, you feel like you're there. You, you feel like you can smell it. You feel it and you can like the cockroaches and the fucking water running down the walls and the just the fucking filth and the, the oh, you just feel like you're there, don't you? Yeah. I think that was what, what when I remember watching it the first time, it's just like it's just so like gross. It's it just is like grimy and and dirty it just everything feels dirty and you can almost smell what they're smelling you know you wouldn't want to watch this in 4dx would you with the, <laughs> the smell of <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell like meatballs and spaghetti oh my god yeah. and he's just gluttonous he's 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 fucking huge and the, the way that he's died is so fucking horrible it's not yeah, it's, it's probably not the worst out of all of them, to be honest, but you know, eat so much and then kicked in the stomach and have your fucking stomach explode, and then eat, kind of like basically being eaten from the inside with all your stomach acid. Oh, good, great. <laughs> hmm. So yeah, so they obviously they haven't really got clues at this point what's going on, and uh, and then the next one's greed. So greed. So as a lawyer, a defense lawyer, is drained his own blood opened his own veins and drained his blood the idea with this one was he was asked to cut 
somewhere. Um, for a pound of flesh, wasn't it? You're supposed to give a pound of flesh. Um, oh, the scales, yeah. The scales, and he bled to death. And this one was quite a quite a detective one. There was quite a secrets and hidden messages and all sorts of stuff. And the greed was in blood. Um, and yeah, and he's just bent over. And he was a he was a shit. He's a shit anyway, the lawyer. But um, you know, it's a way to go. Again, not probably not the worst. He had to cut his own his liver out, but. Probably hurt a lot. You know, this is obviously a very a big precursor to Saw, isn't it? Let's be honest. And then obviously they, they find out they find handprints from a, a a person, and they trace the fingerprints to uh, the next deadly sin, which is sloth. My oh, favourite. Mate, it's just this fucking crazy, absolutely insane. It's just like again with the set. It's just like you just think. When I watched this, I had, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. And I was like, what the fuck is there all those, like, little smelly car trees hanging around everywhere? Like, what, what, what is this? It's just like, and, and then when they peel back the, the covers, because the build, the build up, the build up to that is like going through the halls and the SWAT team descending on that room. You think, oh fuck, it's just the music's going. Yeah, the music's it's like, great. Oh my god, it's like the the suspense is like, oh my god, they're gonna fucking find him, they're gonna find him, they're gonna find him. And then literally they peel back that cover and it's fucked up. Fucked up. And then what happens? I mean, for, for me, it was before the, the, the shock of what actually happens. It's the, it, you see the photos, the photos of his, oh, um, before. it's a, it's a yeah. year, a year he's been on to the, the bed to the day. Um, and they showed a picture of his, his, every day there's like a Polaroid from his yeah. decay, and he's just lying there, and it's like, fuck, he's just wasted away, and then he's not dead. He's I not guess. dead. I shit myself. Oh my god. Oh, I, I remember. Like the, team the thing is about, what happened is grill, the thing is about this, they all wanted him dead anyway, because he's a fucking arsehole, he's a pedophile, isn't he? And it's like, they want, he's like the, they they wanted this to be the killer, because he's a fucking shit. And it's like, but even if he's a fucking arsehole, I mean, did the, the, the main, detect, the main, um, sort of guy with the shotgun, the one who was in Scrubs, um, didn't he whisper in his ear, you deserve this or something like that? Yeah, you've got what you deserve, oh. and then he just coughs. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> That cough, man, shit me so, up. Such a great jump scare. It's such a great because you, you don't. You th- obviously you think he's just dead looking at him, and then he just oh, he comes alive. Oh my god! The worst thing about this, right, was like I always stuck in my brain. I don't know why. It's such a strange bit, but when they're talking to the doctor that comes out, because you see him in the um, hospital, don't you? And, he, and then the guy says, "Look." Uh, they said, oh, what's going to happen? Is he going to pull through? And it's like, well, no, you flash a flashlight in his eyes. It would probably kill him. And he's like, and then there's like, he's like, he's not going to talk because he's freaking ate his own tongue. Bit his own tongue off. It's like, what the fuck? It's, it's like, you might as well just die. You might as well just kill him. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it out. This is where the little clever bits are as well, as well with the, the journalist on the stairs who that, that was actually, you know, the John Doe. Um, and, but this is where, um, Morgan, what's Morgan Freeman's character's name called again? Somerset. Somerset. Somerset's genius, genius detectiveness comes into it, and the way he sort of um, unravels and uses that uses that sort of FBI in, um, help to kind of like find out who 
took out these books and they almost had him and he looked like a bit like at that time he kind of looked like a, a super villain when he kind of like almost like the phantom when he's jumping over he's got the hat he's like yeah it's his little run dark. isn't it his little run it's like hee 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 i'm getting away with the type of thing <laughs> yeah it's fucked up that little that that scene and stuff that chase like that. is awesome though yeah it's it is cool you kind of don't even know what the fuck's going on but it's just crazy he's just running all around this fucking apartment block and then through all those cars and you just think oh fucking hell, they're gonna get him they're gonna get him and he ambushes, then he ambushes Brad Pitt, Mills, and uh, he puts a gun against his head and you think, oh shit, is he going to die? Is he going to kill him? And then uh, he doesn't. He runs away and he leaves him for another day. I mean, I suppose we haven't said it all yet. I'm sure we said it at the start. You know, this movie is basically about two detectives trying to unravel a serial killer. You know, I saw like that was in your synopsis, was it? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know. Okay, if you haven't seen this, you're a bell end. Has your missus seen this, Paul? Yeah, she, yeah, she's fetched most of it. <laughs> she tried. She got. She fell asleep. <laughs> oh, man, I know. sloth. <laughs> Sitting next to Lust there. <laughs> <laughs> With my dildo blade on. <laughs> that's so that of... brings us nicely on to um, dildo blade. <laughs> oh my god. Lust. Um, it, now I expected that, so we had, um, I don't know what sloth was written in, but you know, a lot of them, a lot of the, the, the words have been written in weird shit, so I thought Lust was, done. for some reason I got in my head that Lust was um, like semen. In semen, but it wasn't, was it? It was just carved on the the door. So it wasn't as dark as I thought it was. But oh, then what happened? Maybe you should have wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> but the thought of this this thing is so fucked, right? Well, it's the it's the fact that they go to uh, Wild Bills, is you know to to find out you know what what he he's made. Um, which is fucking dodgy as fuck. And it's just like, apparently, I didn't know this, but if, you know, he, he says, oh, the guy in the shop says, yeah, a guy came in, had a limp, um, and he ordered this. Apparently, if you look at the window, you can see a man limping past the window, <laughs> like he's watching them. Creepy as fuck, you know? Um, but yeah, that, that <laughs> it's just so weird. He goes into that, like, say the mas- masochistic shop. Where he's make, making loads of fucking leather whips and shit. Yeah, but a fucking knife dildo. Yeah, you you'd probably say, oh, you know, maybe I should find the cops on this one. He said that that wasn't the most, the weirdest yeah. thing he's ever been asked to make either. I mean, what the actual fuck? While we're on this, can I just tell you a little story real quick? A little side note. Is it about a knife dildo? <laughs> no, but it, it's, a, it's a story I love. Now... I've got a replica Captain America shield, right? And I was, I was, I know this is going off on a bit of a tangent, but I was looking for, right, a bag to store it in. And for love nor money, can you find fuck all out there? I've been everywhere, LARPing websites, everything. I can't find anything. Found this guy, basically, that makes kind of like a lot of stuff for kind of reenactment stuff, like barrel stuff and all this like leather stuff and that. So I messaged him and said, oh, look, I'm looking for a bag from the Shield. 
I know it's a bit of a weird one, but it's this size and that size. He goes, trust me, that's not the weirdest thing I've made. He said, the the weirdest thing he said and the strangest thing, I've got two customers and they're both dentists and they order some weird ass shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Dentists, apparently. Beware of your dentist. He said he's made some weird stuff for their sex dungeons. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I know. I can see like, that, though. After watching, you know, uh, Little little Shrub Horrors, dentists are fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so the masochists. Anyway, carry on. So, yeah, so they get called to a nightclub, dungeon, sex club, whatever it is. And uh, obviously this, this poor bloke has been... Uh, poor bloke? Has... <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah, all right, fair enough. He's 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 hiring a prostitute, so he's not too innocent. But Jesus, yeah, he's been made to uh, strap this knife dildo on and do the business to to a prostitute. Yeah, poor guy. What about her? She's got a fucking <laughs> knife dildo up her. So who's really who's really been fucking? Oh my God, you've got to get your priorities straight. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Paul. Um... Become wrath. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so they're, they're, they're obviously they're tracking them down but to be honest they're on such a wild goose chase because they're never going to catch the guy it, it's so like they're just reacting to whatever's whatever's been there the the thing about that part right it's just like obviously you don't see the act happen and you don't really see much and i think that's that's what makes it worse because all you see is him on the floor going, get this off of me, get this off of me, with this cover over it, freaking the fuck out. And now just that, he's, he was a fucking great actor. Um, and, and that's the thing, the thought in your head, you make, it makes it worse, I think, because you think, what is this thing? You've only seen a quick Polaroid picture of it. And then you see the aftermath. And that's the problem, I think, is that you make it worse in your head, thinking, oh my God. I mean, I don't think I, when I first watched it, I actually kind of got what was going on. Like, until I got to the kind of interrogation room when they were just going through it. I was like, oh, 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 that's what it is. I think I was so naive. <laughs> I think the G, Mike, you just, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think all the deaths you yeah. don't see. Nope. But you imagine what they went through. It paints such a picture in your brain. So clever. so clever, you know they they sort of describe what's happened, but you were already there. Your your head's already going, oh my god, what like you know what's happened? What you know they've done this? It must have been horrible, and you know, oh my god, it's it's it puts you on edge and it creeps you out all the way through the film. Hmm. Um, and then we're sort of getting towards the end, so that's what we're four down. And then number five is Pride. Yeah, probably the weakest out of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just cutting your nose off despite your face. Yeah, I feel like I feel like after like they they rushed, they were rushed after after lust. Oh, you know, just like oh, oh yeah, we got to catch him, and we're never going to catch him. So you know, he's a pretty blonde with a but nose off. It is rushed though, but they rush him. So they he does say on the phone because he speaks to him on the phone in his apartment to say I've got to accelerate my plans because obviously he's a... plus he has no money. Yeah, because they say right. they've got his funds. Remember. Still enough to buy a fucking cocktail, though, but whatever. <laughs> maybe you already had it pre-ordered. <laughs> and then maybe, we barrel roll. Maybe he was playing by Klarna. 
Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All the money lending sites are available. <laughs> then he, then he, after Pride, he comes in and gives himself up. Oh my god! Well, what? Right. So obviously we're going to the end game of the film now, and it, it's such an unexpected thing because you sort of you watch you, you you sort of think yeah they'll catch him eventually or and he just walks in he gets out of the car. Well, that's the thing. He, is that before that, they're really gearing up. They're they're getting on his tail and they feel so like um, enthusiastic because they're like they're finally getting there to catch him. And I think that's the thing that the build up again the build up of the two characters forming this relationship all the way through the film and you're like they form the relationship now they're sorting things out they're catching them up and then this happens it's like they they he literally fucks them but yeah and then just that whole detective 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 and then from there on kevin spacey just takes over yeah i mean what for well you can now apparently it's all these yeah it's all getting dropped and everything, so oh, okay. yeah, I think so. Um, the legend, but no, uh, <laughs> eight minutes of screen time or whatever he's on the, the screen for is just—he's just incredible. What a character! Um, yeah, Ooh, that, that, that fucking park, absolute masterclass. Like Brad Pitt, and then like you find it, what's Brad Pitt come um, be off the back of Legends of the Four. His little role in... Yeah, uh, he was doing all of his, like... Yeah, he was doing all the rom-com shit. True he? romance. Yeah. He was, he was this is why he wanted to do Seven, because he was fed up with being cast as kind of, like, lovey-dovey shit. Well, wasn't he... He was in... Because he was in California, that weird one with California, wasn't he, with David Duchovny and Juliette Lewis. He was in that one. That was after, wasn't it? Was that after? He was in uh, True Romance as a weird stoner guy on the... On the... Um, Bit part though, wasn't it? Bit part, that, yeah. Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise. Bit part. <laughs> he, and he was just a bit of arse in Thelma and Louise, let's be honest. Um, the three films he did around this, though, or the two other films he did around this are Fight Club and Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve tw- tw- what? Monkeys. Monkeys. Uh, and, and California as well, which was very a dark role. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, he, so he he rocks up. He's got no finger fingertips because he's cut them all off, um, and mm-hmm. like blood all over his front. And they sort of mention it of he he sort of gives himself up, and then he says, "Look, uh, there's two more victims, and I'll uh, I'll take you to them, and I'll give you his full confessions. Otherwise, I'm going to plead insanity, and they're all that, which he'll he'll win evidently. So they're like, look, you can't play the insanity. So we'll go and we'll play. As, he's sort of playing a game with them because he, he wants the two detectives with him when he reveals who they are. Um, and then they sort of say, don't they? they? They sort of give you the clue before you watch it. They're like, oh, uh, he's got blood with. Um, he's got other people's blood on him. Because it was the victim, but it was from the um, from the girl that got her nose cut off. He's got yeah. her blood on it. But yeah. they couldn't identify the other blood from somebody else. Yeah. So you're sort of like, oh, well, it must be the next the next victim. So then obviously he drives out to to the desert where it's not raining, Matt. <laughs> That's it. It's weird though, isn't it? It's like it's sunny. The only time in the whole film they're just fucking with your emotions is like the, the, the darkest bit of the film is when it's sunny. Yeah. So clever. So clever. 
And that bit in the car, that the sort of back and forth between Brad Pitt and Kevin Spacey in the car is just brilliant. Where he sort did, of can I ask a question before you go on? Yeah. <laughs> did you guys work anything out, or did, were you completely like what? what well, first, time, first time I watched this, nah, not a chance. I haven't got. No, I, I didn't, no, I, didn't I didn't at all. Because it's like, it's but, like the, but watching it back, it makes you think. Because they they really really kind of put it in your face. Because there's like they first of all when. When Mills walks in, they're like Mills, your wife's called twice, and like, and it, it was, then then he's shaving, they're shaving their chest in the mirror, and he's saying, ah, oh, something about his wife again. And it's just like they're they're literally going, nod, 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 and like, yeah, yeah, and even Kevin Spacey in the back of the car when he's winding him up is going on about his wife and you know and about the the admiration and the use of words that you know not just saying envy, but the that he's 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 jealous of his and he's admires him and all this sort of stuff. Um, and he says it late, earlier on as well, as well, like when he's on the phone, oh, phone to him that he admires him and all this sort of stuff. So there's like, there are, you know, clues. Well, it's the, he says, he says, um, you're going to be famous after this. People are going to remember you. Yeah. And, and then that's, that's the biggest the life one, I'm going to allow you to have after this. Hmm. And don't, don't forget as well, they actually find out that he had pictures of them as well because he was the reporter on the stairs. Yeah. And then they find those pictures in his uh, little flat, don't they? So, yeah, so they drive out and then they get, so obviously, the, he, he takes them out into the middle of sort of the, a field in the desert and then says, oh, um, there's a delivery truck, isn't it, comes up. Mm. And then a so, summer set goes to have a look at the delivery driver. The delivery driver says, oh, I got paid to deliver this, drop it off, and mm. it's a box. And what's in the box, lads? What's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? What would you do? What would you do? Well, that's one of them, isn't it? So you never see... Well, the great thing is you never see what's in the box, which I think is brilliant. So they could have yeah. sort of gored it up and chucked it in your face. But Gwyneth has her head. You sort of, yeah, it's her head. You sort of... I think as a viewer watching it going, nah, nah. Can't be, can't be. And obviously, it's his wife's head, um, or Mills's wife's head, because now his grand plan is that he's envious of Brad Pitt. So his his deadly sin is envy, and then he's obviously trying to make Brad Pitt wrath by being angry and killing him. Bit bit stupid, really. A bit of an idiot, in a way. But that's the thing. I mean, you just, I mean, Brad. Brad Pitt's performance is great on this this end bit because it's just like the way he just lifts that gun and drops it and just turns away. Then he lifts it up again. He's just like trying with all his might in it to try muster it up. And you think, you just don't do it, don't do it because he's going to win, he's going to win. But that's the worst part is when obviously um, John Doe says, oh, you know, you would have made a, a, a brilliant father or something. No, he says like, he says um, she begged for her life and uh, of the life of her, the baby inside her. That's it. Now, obviously, that's we haven't mentioned Gwyneth, we haven't mentioned Gwyneth Paltrow at all. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Mills' wife, and she obviously <laughs> she confides in a uh, Morgan Freeman early in the film about yeah. how she's pregnant. She doesn't know if she wants to bring a baby in the world, and he he Morgan Freeman advises her based on his own experience not to tell him if she's going to get rid of it. Mm. And obviously she's still sort of decided because she still hasn't told him. Mm. Um, and that's obviously the big tragedy. It sort of pushes him over the edge of... I love Somerset's backhands him as well. Oh, yeah, shut up. 
<laughs> but did you notice is... the little flash? So obviously, as he's as he's no, deciding whether or not he's going to kill Matt's him. Back. Sorry, leave it, <laughs> leave, it. Oh, leave it, Jordy Paul, leave it. Okay. I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> God, about. God, just say it, Paul. So yeah, so there's a little there's a little flash of Gwyneth Paltrow's face, and that, that just before he pulls the trigger and shoot, obviously kills John Doe. Um, obviously, which just pushes him over the edge to shoot him, like, but uh, yeah. And then he's carted away. Poor Brad Pitt. Pumps. What, what do you reckon? When they said they're going to look after him, do you reckon they are? Uh, he's not going. Do you reckon he's going to jail? Or do you reckon he's not going to jail? I think he's going to go to a psychiatric unit, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. From what yeah. I got, because he's obviously <laughs> killed. He's killed yeah. a man in bloody cold blood. He's obviously broke the law, but he's got some pretty good reason to do it. But I, I don't think revenge is the best defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that. I always, I always got that he was going to go to sort of a jail, but he's going to go to a jail where he's going to be no, looked after like a. He's not going to be doing hard time. There was like a couple of years. I, I, I read somewhere once that there was talks of doing... I mean, I don't think it went anywhere, but there was talks of doing a sequel. Oh, God. Actually, really? Mills, Mills would get out, and I don't know, maybe there's another serial killer or whatever. I mean, that it just sounds terrible, whichever yeah, way you dress that up. Yeah. But, um, right. yeah. No, Do you want to hear, like, an alternative ending that, that, they, that they, writ, they wrote that sounded lame as fuck, and I'm so glad they didn't do it. Is this the start of Mad Max? Because I'm interested. <laughs> kind of. I, this isn't in there, but I just thought I might as well say it. But there's like, there was another kind of storyline where um, the in the box was one of his dog's heads. Um, and then and then they, they, they chased down John Doe to uh, some sort of... Um, kind of priest place like and then they find out that John Doe was uh, abused by a priest or something and then Mills apparently gets um, strung up and cut by John Doe and some shit goes out and then like he he actually dies in the end but Mills yeah I think I think Mills dies in the end mm. but it was, it was I I'm unclear. I was just read, I was reading it quite fast, but it just sounded like the lamest ending. Can you imagine if they went? They were actually went for that. Yeah, no thanks. Oh God! In the I just think it's so good the way it's so bleak. I love a bleak ending anyway, but it's just yeah. so bleak because nobody wins. Like literally, it's like oh my God! Yeah. You don't really find out what his motivation behind it was or anything like that. It was just yeah, he's dead. He just keeps saying he's a chosen one. Poor Morgan Freeman's not retiring anymore because he's just like, <laughs> well, he's like, oh, I'll be around. I'm not going now, am I? So, um, yeah, it's just very bleak, but it's great. It's yeah. great. Right. Are you ready for some Max Max? Fucking hell yeah. Give me some on my own. It was absolutely hundreds. <clears throat> As preparation for his traumatic scene in the interrogation room, so, you know, dildo bloke, uh, Leland Orser, would breathe in and out rapidly so his body would be oversaturated with oxygen, giving him the ability to hyperventilate. He also did not sleep for a few days in order to achieve his character's disintoriated look. He also walked around with a strap-on dildo for seven days. (laughs) Well, it worked. (laughs) No, that that last bit was a lie. (laughs) Amazing. The last bit was a lie, but everything was was real. Else was real. Um, Brad Pitt fell um, fell while filming the scene in which Mills chases John Doe in the rain. Pitt's arm went through a car windshield requiring surgery. Uh, The accident worked into the script, coincidentally, 
Uh, the original script called for Detective Mills to be injured during the sequence. So he actually actually busted his arm up for real. Um, this is quite interesting. All of John Doe's books were real books written for the film. They took two months to complete and cost $15,000, according to Morgan Freeman. Two months is about the time it would have taken the police to read all of the books. Pretty fucking crazy, isn't it? Who wrote, who wrote them? No, 15 grand. They're laughing, whoever it is. Um, for the gluttony, gluttony oh, I can't even say it. For the gluttony scene, seven crates of cockroaches were released on set and poured onto Bob Mack. That's, that's big guy, I would imagine. Something had to be put in Mac's ears and nose to stop the cockroaches from crawling in it. It didn't stop them from crawling in his underwear, but apparently, um, uh, Fincher felt sorry for him when they were filming it. Um, that when they put him on the slab, they made sure he had a big penis. That is true. <laughs> Just kind of say sorry about that, but we'll give you a big wang. Um, uh, yeah, obviously at seven minutes before the end of the film, smack in the middle of the most dramatic scene in the entire movie, a subliminal picture is shown brief for a brief moment, what Jory Paul's on about, um, which was really weird, um, but clever. Um, the only murder that is shown on screen is when Mills shoots John Doe while in the police custody at the end of the movie. The rest of the murders occur off screen with the, with the only, only grisly aftermath shown. And the body count is eight. That includes John Doe, Tracy and the homicide that Somerset was investigating before meet, before, before he meets Mills. Mm. I don't know if that's including the unborn fetus. Yeah, but there was absolutely loads and loads of others, like loads of other stuff. I have a little, uh, little Jordy Paul fact. Go on. Uh, Kevin Spacey, um, when they first did the movie poster, um, Kevin Spacey's name was on it. And Kevin Spacey requested his name be taken off it so that people didn't know he was in the film. Oh, so quite... when he appeared, everyone got a shock. Um, Denzel, Denzel Washington... Um, did not do this movie. Um, he was up for the role of Morgan Freeman, I think. But he read... Oh, no, it was Mills, actually. It was Mills. And he read it, and he said, no way, it's too dark and twisted for me. And then <laughs> apparently he went and watched it, and he, he, he regretted it and said, oh, it's an absolute masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> Quite funny. <laughs> All right, what are you rating this bad boy, then? Go on, Jordy Paul. You picked it, so you go first. Uh, ten. <laughs> it's a ten out of ten. It's but, a bitch. such a brilliant film. It's a nine for me. <gasps> I know it's a masterclass of a film, but it's still it's it's not one of my all time favourites. So it's definitely a nine. <sighs> really? Yeah. I okay. think I, it would have been a nine if you had said to me like two weeks ago, "What do you rate seven? I would have said nine. But on a rewatch, fuck me, I fucking love this film. Was just I just it affected me in a completely different way watching it as an older person, like just appreciating it a bit more, like with the music, the build up, the way it's shot, the darkness of it, reading about all the facts and stuff like that. It's just it's just the fucking film that keeps you on edge and just keeps going, and it's just amazing. As, as you know, it's you know it's just it's just an all around great film. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a masterclass. It's a 10, obviously. <laughs> I just wanted to wind up Paul. First oh, well, it worked. I was about to resign. <laughs> yeah, 10 all day. All day. So, next pick is uh, Mr. Butcher. If it's Sharknado-esque, I'm not doing it. Just saying. No, um, I'm going to go for something which I haven't seen. Ooh. So maybe you two have seen it, but I don't know. I'm going to go for Videodrome. Oh, I have seen it, but very, very long it. time ago. Okay. Very long time ago. And we're talking Cronenberg, right? Yeah. I, so. I watched it on VHS, so that's how, how long ago I watched it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's on. <laughs> I have feelings on Amazon or Netflix. I can't remember, but I have to. There you go. I've got to go and find Videodrome. And if not, I, if I don't own it, I'm going to own it by the time we see it. But yeah, I'm thinking I haven't seen David Cronenberg's Videodrome. It's about bloody time. Great. And then we can have some more news from uh, um, Jordy Paul and Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll get my Cronenberg tattoo out. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely job. We've done scanners, haven't we, before? Yes. Um, is that the only Cronenberg? No, and the fly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Look at that. Nice. Adding on a bit of more Cronenberg to our repertoire. Excellent. Right. That was a lovely episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for uh, uh, listening and joining us on this uh, lovely cultural journey that we've been on today. <laughs> uh, moving on to episode 105, we look to be reviewing men. We have got a little bit of a break. Uh, Matthew is going on holiday, Grand Canaria. Bless him. So we are going to have a um, a free week. Hello, everybody. We're going to have a yeah. You can stalk him there. Uh, we're going on a free week break, so we'll be back on the thirteenth of June, which is yep, the Monday, the thirteenth of June for the next for episode one hundred five. So enjoy the little break from horror, and we will we will be back. And with that, there's uh, only one more thing to say: when there's no more room in hell. Is another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>